Hello, and welcome to the News Cycle. I'm Jihan Moon, and I'll be your host for today. It's Monday, March 8th. With county COVID-19 infection rates declining and teachers getting vaccinated, the Davis Joint Unified School District is officially planning to start hybrid learning on April 12th. Blue Devil Hub reporter Iris Harshaw interviewed Amanda Walsh, a fourth grade teacher at Pioneer Elementary School, about what the transition to the hybrid learning model means for her and her class. What do you think of um, the information coming out of the district right now about um, future hybrid learning and in-person um, transitioning? Um, I'm really excited. Uh, I wish that we were meeting for longer. Like I wish that we were going to be in the classroom for longer than two hours. Um, and I wish that I was going to have each cohort for more than four hours total a week. Um, but um, I think that it's going to be, I think the transition is going to be fine. I think we're all used to wearing masks. I think kids are used to wearing masks going out as well. Uh, I would say the hardest part is for me and I think for the students is just the social distancing in terms of six feet. Um, I have done that in my class in terms of spacing out desks, but when you head out to recess, when you're working in groups, when students need help, it's going to be really hard for me to stay six feet away. Do you feel prepared to go back to school? Yes, but I've done a lot of personal research. I wouldn't say that the district has prepared me to go back to school. I mean, I follow other um, teachers on blogs that have been in hybrid a lot longer than we have. Um, I follow like a lot of educational journals. They all, you know, give information on how best practices for hybrid should be done. Um, so I'm relying heavily on that um, in terms of like how I'm going to set up my classroom and what that learning is going to look like. Do you think that's common practice for the teachers at your school to be um, doing a lot of independent research on how they can make hybrid learning work best? I think a lot of teachers are really um, at capacity right now. Can yeah, you elaborate I mean, I, on that? Um, I think a lot of teachers feel really overwhelmed by um, the prospect of returning to hybrid. Um, and um, I think some people have like a larger fear factor maybe than I do um, about it. I'm not really... I mean, I'm worried about COVID, but I'm vaccinated and I feel like that will, that, you know, takes a lot of the fear away from me. Um, and I think at the elementary level, teachers are concerned that it's going to be a lot of work. Um, and I just think like there's been a lot of pivoting and changing and that is, you know, not every, a lot of people don't like change. As someone who's like researched into hybrid learning a lot, what are, um, what do you think are the most important things you've learned? Well, one is like flexibility. Like you have to understand that it's not going to be exactly what it, you know, what you're, you're not going to run your curriculum exactly how you ran it in a traditional brick and mortar where you had the kids all day. So you're going to have to think about flexible grouping and how you're going to group students if you're wanting to do that. Um, you know, the district is saying if you don't have all of your students back uh, for hybrid, if they don't all choose hybrid, then you are not going to be teaching new curriculum. So um, you're going to have to think about what it is you are going to teach to kind of get the most bang for your buck. So like for me, if, if most of my students, I haven't had a student say they are not returning, but if I did, if that is the situation, then um, I feel like I can do a lot of reteaching, um, which is important, especially like retrieval of information that we maybe learned at the beginning of the year that I can support students with. 
Um, in addition, I feel like um, that transition, our transition to hybrid, um, I kind of see it as, and most of the research I've done has kind of shown that like you have to kind of go through that step in order to have a full reopening. So that's what's most important to me is just that in the fall, we're able to open in full. What is the argument from people who, you know, have, hold the opposite view as you, who are not at all thinking that it's a good time to go back even part-time? Um, I think um, many teachers feel that hybrid learning will be worse. Um, so they won't have enough time to do um, synchronous online virtual teaching as well because um, that's part of it. We're going to be teaching online part of it and then kids will be pushing in in the afternoon and then in the afternoon they were used to creating curriculum and developing their lessons and but now they will be supporting students uh, in person. So most teachers feel like they can't do both of those jobs well and there's not enough time. Um, I feel like they think that's going to be very taxing, especially given the new protocols that they're going to have to follow in terms of distancing. Um, I think many teachers think we're really close to the end of the year and that transitioning is not a good idea because we're so close to the end of the year and we should just continue in the model that we are currently in. I think teachers have spent a lot of time like learning the learning management system and now they have to spend a lot of time figuring out hybrid and that's stressful. I would say that those are the main things that I hear. Many kids have found distance learning hard for them to concentrate and engage in school. For the Leno family, it has not been a problem. Layla Bulkin has the story. Parker Lino of 5th grade at Patwan Elementary School has been doing distance learning for over a year now. There have been some benefits to remote learning. It's made me um, able to spend more time with my family because normally I wouldn't be able to see them till like 3, but now whenever I'm done with the meeting, I can just walk out, see what they're doing. But there are some unavoidable challenges. Some days the internet is bad, someone's internet is bad, and then everything all fails. Last year was Parker's first time doing the spelling bee. He got third place. This year, Parker was looking forward to redeeming himself, but the bee was canceled. I I had a good feeling about the spelling bee. Under the same roof, another Lino is doing her work. Bella Lino, a second grader at Patwin Elementary School, has liked distance learning so far. Bella's teacher has been able to make distance learning fun for her by doing games, breakout groups, and projects, but there are some things she's found difficult. So more of the class could answer questions because half of the class doesn't answer questions and like quarter of it has their screen off. Like many other families doing school and work from home, there are some challenges that make it hard to focus. It's really hard to concentrate with the twins, like like outside my door running around uh, screaming. Also, the dogs tend to bark a lot when I'm in school. A big part of elementary school is social skills and making friends. Luckily for Bella, distance learning has not gotten in the way of that. Breakout rooms have made it easier for Bella to meet new people and make friends. For BlueDevilHub.com, this is Layla Bolkin reporting. COVID-19 has led to increased family time and more focus on the kids. 
but even with the increase of more activities and time with family, some situations have been more stressful than others. Maria Anderson has the story. Pandemic has made teacher Lori McKee realize her children have gained valuable new coping skills. They learned how to use Canvas. They learned how to use a lot of different technology that they never used before. Katie Kukovan, a psychologist at UC Davis and a mother of four, says her biggest challenge has been trying to balance the various needs of her children. We were really stressed out with trying to balance who was going to stay home and monitor the kids being able to get online and get in their classes and help them with questions and uh, watch the two-year-old, basically, because she can't go unsupervised even for a minute. COVID-19 has given the opportunity for some families, like the Kukovan family, to experience new adventures with each other. So we've tried to find a new spot every weekend that we go to, and we have a family day on Sunday, and we go, we find some place uh, that we haven't been to before, and we, we take a hike. Seeing friends and family is more difficult during this time, but Lori McKee has found a way to make it possible and fun. Right now that things have calmed down a little bit, we see more friends out in the open, like at a park, um, where you all wear masks and we socialize there, and that's been pretty fun. It's kind of taken our social life up a little bit. Many parents are looking forward to getting back to school and getting back to normal, but Ella Katz, who has a daughter in preschool, says that doesn't solve all the problems. For the pandemic, there were 36 kids in her class. Now there are 15. So she has less options to have friends there. For BlueDevilHub.com, this is Maria Anderson reporting. The news cycle is produced by the Blue Devil Hub in collaboration with the Davis Enterprise. Katrina Hawes and Jihan Moon are the producers. Our theme music is by Daniel Ruiz Jimenez. Thank you for listening. See you next week, Davis.